Welcome to Two Dudes in a Canoe. I'm Junior. And I'm Jordan. We're two pastors who do enough preaching. Instead, we just want to have some conversations about life. So come on and hop in. And if you haven't yet subscribed, we'd love for you to be a regular. Whether you're on a run, in the kitchen, or on your commute, grab a paddle, hop in the canoe. Let's navigate a river together. Hey, just a little PSA before you enter the canoe. I have to let you know, by law, this canoe is mask optional. Yeah, so if you're driving in your car, feel free to take it off right now. <laughs> Especially if you're by yourself, we would recommend you take that mask yeah. off right now. Well, hey, let's get into things today because we probably just lost a couple listeners. Well, they were uh, going to get us at some point. <laughs> yeah, so that's true. I'm surprised they hung out with us this far. <laughs> temptation River. You know, it's funny, Jordan. Before this, just to like get some ideas, I googled temptation statistics. I did is, that. I did that too. Did you really? Yeah. It's probably like a little bit of a mistake. Yeah. Because <laughs> the first ten articles all had to do with like sex and sexual temptation. You know, for some reason, when we think of, at least when guys, I don't know about girls, we should have a girl in the canoe and ask her, but when we think of guys, like, when guys think of temptation, we think of sex. Oh, yeah. I Google temptation, but then I did images, and that probably wasn't smart. <laughs> <You're right. laughs> that was pretty dumb. <laughs> but you're right. That's what we all think of. I think we got a pretty one, you know, single-tracked mind. Now that I think about it, in the Bible, like, Joseph was tempted by sex. David was tempted by sex. Samson was tempted by sex. That's a lot of sex. It is a lot of sex. <laughs> but sex is pretty sweet, so yeah. I understand it. Guys have a single-tracked mind. Yeah. We are simple creatures. But we're not going to focus on sex today, because there's there's a heck of a lot more things that are pulling us in right, right now. Of course. There's temptation to gossip. You have temptation to, I don't know, fudge numbers at work. You have temptation to be on the phone all the time. Temptation to eat like crazy. Right? Or the, yeah, the temptation to be passive. Yeah. I think that's for a lot of guys. There's a lot, a lot of guys like, you know, they think their problem is sex, but they're just like passive and they're pansies and aren't leading their wives. So it's yeah. the temptation to just be passive. Exactly. There's a lot more than just sex out there. And you, I think if we're being honest, we have consistent temptations. Yeah, yeah, totally. I I do. Jordan does. What's yours, Junior? Uh, what isn't mine? I was tempted <laughs> this morning to sit on my butt and do absolutely nothing and waste the morning on the couch sitting yeah. on my phone. Like I got up at six and just wanted to sit there on the couch until you know nine. Yeah. Uh, but that always puts me in a bad mood, and then my day spirals, and so does my spirit. And uh, I was I was working on my patio and I uh, couldn't get my drill to work, so I was tempted to chuck it across the yard. Uh, oh, that's good. Trying to eat less that sucks. My wife's an amazing <laughs> cook, which doesn't help. Yeah. So I was tempted to eat seconds <laughs> and thirds last night. I mean that, that's just been the eight, last eighteen hours. I could go on. What about you? Oh man, it, it's everywhere. I'm tempted to want to be praised. I'm tempted to be lazy and just binge TV. I'm tempted to have my family serve me. I'm tempted to make fun of people who wear masks in their cars. <laughs> I, the temp it's everywhere. Yeah, I mean, it's daily. It's all the time. And the tough part is, if we were to really get down to it, like study our temptations, it'd be an interesting study. Yeah. We'd find there's a theme. There's a temptation or there's a series of temptations that keep popping up in your life. Maybe it's sexual temptations. Maybe it's food temptations like pleasure. Maybe it's gossip. Maybe it's money. Yeah, it's, I'm glad you said that because I think we do all have a weakness towards a certain temptation or temptations. And the more that we give into those, the harder they become to fight for us. Yeah, yeah. I, I, so I love what Ben Franklin said. Get this. He said, it is easier to suppress the first desire than to satisfy all that follow it. Oh, that's so good. Isn't it? It's easier to fight the first temptation. But once you lose to that first temptation, which we all have, it's this insatiable quest and it becomes this beast. Yeah, and many of us are right there. In fact, it kind of reminds me of uh, the baboon illustration. Have you heard this before? Baboon. I swear, this is like the fifth time we've talked about monkeys on this podcast. <laughs> we do talk a lot about monkeys. <laughs> but let me tell you, 
Baboons are inquisitive creatures. Yeah? I, they're, it's, yeah. Do you ever heard of how to catch one? <laughs> no, I don't know how to catch a baboon, Jordan. <laughs> well, let me tell you. <laughs> in order to catch a, a baboon, the bushmen, they, what they do is they dig a hole in a solid rock that's large enough for the baboon's hand to pass through while extended. Then they put some food in there, and yeah. the minute that the baboon puts his arm in there and then tries to grab it, he can't pull his hand out. Oh, so he's stuck? He, he doesn't want to let go of the food. And he won't let it go. No, and so all the Bushmen have to do is they come and they capture it. And the, as much as the monkey's fighting and trying to get away, he won't drop the, the food in order to let his hand out. <laughs> he, he thinks his hand is stuck in there because he, he's so committed to having and, this and, food. And, and that's such a great illustration because how many of us are just like that? We are caught in a temptation that's got our number. Like, we keep losing this battle with the same temptation over and over and over. It's like we're stuck like a baboon with its hand in a rock. And there might be a win here or there, but we are getting pummeled by this temptation. Yeah, like a monkey, we can't let go, and we're just stuck. Do you ever feel like that? Oh, yeah, and we hate it, don't we? Like, we're embarrassed about it. We feel weak. We feel powerless. It's taking the mitt out of you. And as a result, it's got us feeling far from God. We're not the man. We're not the woman that we want to be or that we could be, and it's infecting our leadership and our relationships. And truth be told, for some of us, we feel like if we could just beat that one temptation, if we could just have victory over this one area, we know our lives would be drastically different, and they would. So so why can't we? Totally. And and Jordan, we're not overstating this. I really do believe that our ability to discipline ourselves, our fight against temptation, hear me out, it determines the quality and the direction of our lives. Yeah. If we suck at this, we will be ruled by our out-of-control desires. But if we can start winning, disciplining ourselves, taking control, we'll see the quality of our lives skyrocket. Our attitudes, our view of self, it's all tied in. Like In reality, seriously, either you will defeat temptation or temptation will defeat you. So what can we do? Oh, there's a lot. We've got a river of gold ahead of us. We really do. I'm excited for what's coming up because seriously, this could be a life-changing conversation. But before we get to this life-changing conversation, we got a not-so-life-changing segment that we so affectionately have called Canoes. Paralyzed man makes miracle recovery. Crazy story we got, Junior. Okay. So there was a guy, 25 years old, had a big spine injury, and his best friend and this is a gr- this is a good friend uh-huh. he told him he said buddy if you can walk again and the doctor said you'll they'll never walk again he said no no if you can walk again and get to the point i will let you kick me right in the crotch yeah as, as hard as you can and then he did he recovered well it was, again i think it was i don't know if it was a joke or what but in the next yeah. couple of weeks this guy made miracle recovery strikes gave him something to work and toward. so now there's a viral video of this guy kicking his buddy Right in the crotch. You know what that reminds me of, Jordan, is we had our first offer for advertisers. That we did. We'd love to have advertisers on yeah. Two Dudes, and so we got our first offer. We've been we've been building up to this point. We have. And our first advertiser came from a company that would like to advertise manscaping products. Yeah. <laughs> so razors and soaps, apparently. It was a moral dilemma on our part. It's like, all it right, was. you know, get some free product here well, they wanted and make us, some money. They wanted us to review it on our podcast. Oh, is that what it was? Okay, yeah. Review so it on, we, yeah. we try their product. Yeah. Yeah. It would be great, but it was a moral dilemma on our part because it's like, I don't think we can do that on this. It was. And for $9.99, you too can have clean... 
how do we start winning the fight against temptation? I mean, Junior, you hit it earlier. These are temptations that they've got our number. Yep. They're pummeling us. And, and for yep. some of us, we've just laid down and given up. Yeah. We're, we're tired of fighting. We're tired of losing. And so we've just accepted it as, well, this is just kind of going to be my dirty little secret. Oh, yeah. Corner. Yeah. And as a result, that skeleton in the closet is eating away at us. Some of us are just shells of the people we once were. Shells of the people we could be. And it's because temptation is ravaging your soul. Well, today things are going to change though. Today we're going to start fighting back. We're going to give you three ways to start winning the battle of temptation. I hope you're writing these down. These are too good. Here we go. Number one, identify your most vulnerable time. Vulnerable time. What do you mean by that, Junior? Well, think about this. When are you most tempted? When you're weak, Hmm. when you're exhausted, Like Jordan, you and I believe the Bible. We see it in the Bible. Esau is tempted when he's hungry and tired. Jesus is tempted after 40 days of fasting in the wilderness. Temptation typically hits us when we are vulnerable, when we're weak, when we're exhausted, when we're tired. Different times for all of us, but typically that temptation that has your number that you keep losing, it usually hits at a certain time consistently, doesn't it? Might be mealtime. It might be nighttime, you know, when everybody's in bed and you're alone. Temptation typically hits you when you're most stressed or you're most frustrated or when you just finished something big. You know, actually, Jordan, I read this a while back. A lot of office regrets happen after a big work project is finished. It's like when everybody's exhausted, you know, they're celebrating that big win or that big sale or or whatever. Uh, Whether it's drinking or an affair or stealing or fighting, statistically, that is when work teams are most vulnerable. It's after finishing a big project. Wow. It kind of reminds me, it's like you're kind of, that's your finish line, right? You've crossed the finish line, you've you've finished the race, and then you're exhausted. Yeah, you let your guards down, right? Is that that why? Yep. So so identifying your most vulnerable time, what you're trying to say, Junior, is that keeps you from experiencing like these surprise attacks. Yeah, exactly. So, So when you know... Your vulnerable time, you're expecting it. You're ready, and you're in a better frame of mind to be able to fight that. Yeah, I mean, armies spend a lot of money and time going through drills for surprise attacks. Wow, yeah. Like a lot of training, because the worst thing is to be caught off guard. Surprise attack! And that's what temptation does to us each day. That's that's what Navy SEAL training does. Yeah. In fact, they have a thing called Hell Week where they literally, they keep you up all week. Because crazy. They are trying to get you to be as tired and defeated as you possibly can be. And then say, okay, now you're going to go a little bit more. You're yep. going to fight a little bit harder and you're going to continue to go. And that's what temptation does. It hits you after you've had a Hell Week. So, Junior, what's your most v- vulnerable time? I'm most exhausted Sunday afternoons. I mean, that's that's my time. That's my finish line. You know, I preached cross that finish line. I'm tired and I'm an introvert. So lobby conversations just suck the life out of me. You know, I could preach more services, but as far as having little conversations in between those services, man. So I get home. I'm typically more inward focused, maybe a little bit more down. And that's when temptation hits me. I'm more easily annoyed. I'm more easily set off. What about you? Yeah. Mine is actually more when I'm just bored. Yeah. When, when I'm not doing something or when I have a long day and long periods of time to myself, at first it's nice because I have kids and a wife around. And so when I get some good free time, I'm like, oh, this is really nice. And I read and I take, but I'll tell you what, uh, by day, day two, by, you know, hour 20 of that, or I have this extended free time, I start getting bored. Mm-hmm. And when I start getting bored, I feel like, That's oh, when you get hit. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. In our weak times, cravings, or even in our bored times, which would be weak time, our cravings are more intense. The feelings are stronger and you're weaker. The enemy knows this and then hits you right then. Yeah, so identify that vulnerable time. When is it for you? Is it, is it when the kids are in bed? Is it right after work? Is it Saturday mornings? When is that time for you? Identify it. But that's only the start of the battle. Number two. 
you have to amputate. Junior and I are pastors, and so we get this from when Jesus said, if your hand is offending you, you're doing something wrong, well, this is what you do. You cut it off. Yeah, Jesus said that. <laughs> now, Jesus didn't actually mean amputate your hand. Yeah, no, he didn't. But Jordan, did you ever hear, though, that uh, legend has it that Origen, he's a theologian that lived in 200 AD, he took Jesus' words there seriously, and he castrated himself? No. Yeah, he kept lusting, so he just cut off the problem. Wow. Yeah. Can you imagine if our advertisers reached out to him? <laughs> he, would, he would be no luck. Yeah, right. Well, I got to tell you what, that's one day, one way, I guess, to deal with temptation. Could you imagine if we did that, like that was a church ministry? No. Uh, well, yeah, it'd be a very, uh, that ministry would be booming. <laughs> All of us guys would be goners, though. We yeah. wouldn't have any guys who struggle with purity, but, you know, we also wouldn't have any babies in the nursery. Yeah, that's true. We'd all have eunuchs. Our worship services would be, uh, they'd be a higher pitch during, <laughs> uh, during songs. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus didn't mean, actually mean amputation, though, because truth is, a blind man can still lust true but i don't i don't think a unit can can they like origin might have actually solved that problem I do, do you know think, no i just think he had no way to uh to actually just, like fulfill the <laughs> yeah, the desire the, 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 okay you can't keep just cutting off limbs you'll have none left you right. right? you'll have no eyes anything what jesus meant was radically get rid of the things that temptation uses so if it's internet porn well get filters if it's a spending problem you have, set limits on your card. If it's eating, stop going to those restaurants that get you in trouble. Yeah, basically do what you gotta do. Radically get rid of temptations, weapons that are used against you. And mostly what this point means is this is where you're going to want to jump out of the boat, but I want you to stay with us. Mostly what this means is confession and accountability. Yeah, because that's radical. Confessing to someone and getting accountability. That's not fun. But when I talk with people who are caught in sin, caught in temptation, that is usually when things start turning, is when they actually confess to somebody and then get accountability for it. Engineer, one thing, we, we all know this. Darkness is dangerous. Yep. I mean, anything in your life that you're trying to keep a secret or you're trying to keep hidden in the dark. Or you don't want accountability for. Yeah, that, that's going to hold you back. And eventually it's going to harm you and people you love. So think about all the things that grow that we like. Flowers, trees, fruits, vegetables. Those are all things that require sunshine to grow. Yeah, they need light. But all the things that we don't like or that you can end up paying a lot of money for in your house, like mold, fungi, spores, moss, spores right? Those are all things that thrive in dark environments. Yeah. The kind of growth that you don't find till years later when you're digging up tiles and you see asbestos in your home. Yep. Right? It's those things that are in the dark that lead to the worst consequences. It's a fungus. And I think this is a really good question for all of us to think about. Is there any part of your life, any part of your day, activity, habits, maybe the media you consume or the, the websites you go to? the relationships you foster that, that maybe you wouldn't want your wife or your kids or your parents or your pastors to know about. If whatever that is, that's a fungus. And it may start a small containable thing, but it's not going to stay that way. Eventually, it's going to continue to spread and grow and become even more toxic until it poisons you and other people that you love. So amputate, throw some bleach on it and drag it out into the light. That happens through confession. And, and here's the thing when it comes to confession is so often we want to just like, oh, well, I'll confess to God. Problem is, is the sins that we most often repeat are usually the sins that we just go to God about. Yeah. Yes, forgiveness comes from God, but healing comes from confessing to other people and getting accountability and letting them walk alongside of us. So from now on, no more secrets. Amputate, bring it to the light. Because that's where the fruit is. All right, number three. 
establish a punishment. Engineer, this kind of sounds a little legalistic. I remember this one was your idea, and I said, you sure you want to put this in there? Yeah. Like, this is, you're talking about, the, like, the monks who whip themselves? Right, right, yeah, true. But maybe they were onto something. I mean, that, okay, yeah, that's extreme, whipping yourself. But I think they were onto something. Truth is, when it comes to temptation and discipline, either hurt now or hurt later. Like, temptation beckons us into temporary happiness. It's a sexual release. It's a gorged stomach. It's a lazy afternoon, and it feels good in the moment. But then it leaves you empty and weaker for the next time it comes around. If you want to take that back, you got to start establishing some punishment. So what does that look like? Well, it looks like uh, your coworker brings in donuts. This happened to uh, us on Tuesday, actually, Jordan. You know, we were in a meeting, and somebody brought in some donuts. uh, And I knew I should not eat them. Like, I'm disciplining myself. I'm not going to eat that stuff as much anymore. But they're on the break room table and they're beckoning me toward their tasty goodness. Mm. If I have established a punishment, I'll think twice before eating it. So like if I established I got to run two miles after work if I eat a donut. Oh, I'm going to think twice about eating that donut because I don't want to run. I don't want to get all sweaty and have to shower again today. I don't take the extra time. Donut isn't worth it. So I'll just close the box. It's almost like Pavlos Law. You know, with the dogs and salivating when they hear the bell? Yeah. Only it's the opposite. Yep. You're punishing yourself so that you think twice before giving in so easily. Exactly. So if you're on your computer and you feel that tug to visit something you shouldn't, but you've already established a punishment, oh, if I go there, I got to tell my accountability partner, and then I got to run five miles, or I'll have to stay off the TV for a week, or I got to give 50 bucks to sex trafficking charity. I don't want to do that. When you do, when you do that, though, you think twice before going there. It's just so good because far too often we fall into temptation because it's just easy. You know, it, it, temptation makes the fall easy. It's why it's tempting. Establishing a punishment, like you said, it makes us think twice. And it makes you resent whatever the pleasure is because it's going to be followed up by something that sucks. Yeah, it's, it, it is Pavlov's law, only the opposite. It's not punishing yourself to make you feel better or make you more accepted by God. That's not how God works at all, thank goodness. Yeah. It's disciplining yourself. It's breaking yourself of the, of the continual cycle. Fall of temptation, feel bad. Promise myself I don't do it again, then fall again. How many of us are in that cycle, right? Fall to temptation, feel really bad about myself, promise myself I won't do it again, and then fall again. Adding some punishment makes the fight more serious. It makes you put skin in the game. And Junior, let me end with this. I know there's many of you right now who are probably listening to this and you just kind of feel ashamed. And I think we all can if we really think about all the times that we've messed up over and over and over. I want to encourage you with this, though. This, this is a proverb, and this is one I hold very near and dear to my heart. It's Proverbs twenty four sixteen, And it says, The godly may trip seven times, but they will get up again. But one disaster is enough to overthrow the wicked. Listen, you may have tripped, not just once, but you may have tripped over and over and over. Or you're that baboon with its hand caught in the rock. Yeah. Listen, it's not too late. It's not over. It's not over until you are dead and you're standing before God. And so this is the moment that you can get up again and you can keep trying to fight and resist temptation. It is worth it. Love it, Jordan. I mean, that leads us right into Try It Out. So for this Try It Out, Junior, I think that last one is just perfect. The a one you pushed back on, the one that you didn't want to do. I do. And now I'm going to give right. it to you. I won you I, over. Uh, you did win me over. And hopefully we won you listeners over. And we <laughs> hope you punish yourself into the grounds, you dirty heathens. No, no. <laughs> I do think it would be really helpful this week is to find a punishment. Think of that temptation, that thing you keep doing over and over that keeps tripping you up. And now establish a punishment that you're going to give yourself when it happens. Yep. Yeah. If eating is an issue, you just establish a punishment. Run two miles if you have that donut at work. If it's online, you have trouble with internet porn, you should have filters and you should have accountability, but also establish a punishment. You got to give 50 bucks to a sex trafficking charity. 
You know, I have friends that do that. Just get creative. Maybe you have this constant temptation to just be negative and critical, and the punishment could be you're going to write a note and encourage somebody through a note. You've got creative juices. Just find a good creative punishment that deals with the temptation that you're facing, and hopefully you'll see some victory. That's Our goal isn't for you to just punish yourself all week. Our goal is victory, and you can have it. Well, Jordan, that was the 17th river that we have gone down so far. Do you, you believe that? 17th podcast that we have. It's wow. been a, a lot, lot of rivers. fun. Uh, we're coming up to the end of season one. We're going to take a little bit of a break and then come back with season two. But next week is going to be a blast because we're going to do Q&A River again. Yeah, we love Q&A River. That we was know, fun. We know we had a good response to that as well. And so make sure you're sending in your questions all week. Go to our Instagram. Go to our Facebook. Yeah. We'll throw up some poll Not polls, but what do we call it on Instagram? Questions. Yeah, we'll throw up some questions yeah. so that you can send them in through our Instagram stories. So make sure you send in some yeah. questions there. Whatever it is, it could be possible. fun. It could be juicy. It could be interesting. If you haven't yet liked our Facebook page and follow us there or follow us on Instagram, please do so. And if you haven't subscribed to this podcast, come on. What are you doing? Subscribe right now. We love you. See you next river. <laughs>